Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Hey, Transformers. Welcome back to our online series called Faith Wall, where we answer your tough questions about faith. Unfortunately, this is our last episode of the series, but this is not the end. If you have any questions about faith, please don't shy away from sending it over to us. We'll be more than happy to help you get through it and answer it for you. Now, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share this with your family and your friends. And let's jump straight into our first question. Like, what advice would you give to someone who's currently going through like a streak? Of yeah. just bad and bad and pain and trauma yeah you know losing people i know at the moment it feels that way a lot because of what's happening around the world it feels like the streak after streak after streak there's riots happening in melbourne and it is so how how would you advise for us to stay faithful during during that season and that that's a really great question because the reality is we're living in challenging situations right yeah um i think in Melbourne, we have have had the most lockdowns of any city or country in the world. Mm. We've been in lockdown more than anyone else, right? That's a challenging situation. That brings a lot of mental stress, you know, family situations, a lot of pressure on families, jobs. Um, just having an earthquake, that's an <laughs> that, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, and it seems like we're just one situation after another. So yeah. I can understand that. You know, and how do you continue to just put your faith in God, especially when it feels like there's so much challenge, right? And so, again, we go into scriptures mm -hmm. because that should be the basis of our understanding and through the interpretation of who Jesus is, right? Um, I think the most difficult situations, if you talk about one painful situation after another, is Jesus' experience, right? <laughs> let's, mm -hmm. let's just touch a little bit, a bit about that. First of all, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew that he was going to be crucified. He knew that he was going to be separated. There was a great anguish physically and mentally there for him. Mm. Um, then he gets betrayed by a few disciples. Often we talk about Judas, but there's Peter there as well, as we said before, he betrayed him. Yeah. You know, he got dragged out. He got beaten. He got thrown in prison. He got whipped. That wasn't the end. He put, was put on three trials, you know, midnight trials that were illegal. Then he was dragged off, you know, and whipped till the skin on his body was in shreds. Then they put this heavy cross on him and forced him to carry it. And then they made him, nailed, nailed him to a cross and made him suffer for hours. And then he died. I think that is a whole bunch of one painful situation <laughs> yeah. after another. And if we put that into context, some of the things that we're going through is not as bad, right? But hey, that doesn't diminish the reality of who and what we feel, mm -hmm. right? And so looking at it through the lens of Jesus helps us navigate through, right? Mm, so right. how do we deal with difficult situations? You know, and one of the things that people often struggle with faith is that when faith comes to crisis, right? So it's usually maybe here, the loss of a loved one they suffered and that their faith is under crisis. Um, sometimes they lose faith in what they believe. They think, well, you know, as we said before, well, I don't know if I can reconcile what the world is saying and what God says, and that their faith comes under crisis. And circumstances that build up one over the other, as you mentioned, often brings our faith into crisis. 
And all those pressures can lead us or push us away from our core set of understanding of who God is. Mm. How do we build and how do we move forward? Right? So we come back and we build our faith. Our faith has to be resilient on the character of God. Right? Mm. And his character says that no matter what happens in our world, that he is for us, mm. that he will help us through. Right? Mm. And even to the point where he says, even if you lose your life, you still gain it. Mm. Right? Because we've put our faith in him. And so we have to navigate through difficult circumstances with Jesus in our view. Right? And we put Jesus in our view, we're able to reconcile the trouble of the world. Right? And another thing we have to understand is that the gospel writers didn't have this question where, well, how come bad things are happening to me? You know, you look at Paul, you look at Stephen, you look at all the gospel writers, they didn't struggle with this question of, is God for me? They went through difficult circumstances and they used that to interpret it by saying, I need God in my life, not God's absent from my life. This is why I need God, because I'm going through difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'm going through difficult situations one after the other. You know, they were rejected, they were beaten, they were, all kinds of things were happening to them. Most of the disciples of Jesus didn't die a natural death. They were murdered, killed, executed, beheaded, mm -hmm. you know. So they faced situation after situation. You look at Paul's you know, documentation of his life. He was stoned, he was thrown off walls, you know, he was robbed, he was bitten by snakes, all this stuff. And he didn't go, well, where's God? You know, why is all this stuff happening to me? I'm serving you. Why am I struggling? That was not his view. He understood that, you know, in this world, you're going to have problems. And that's why we need God, mm -hmm. right? Because we live in a world of problems, because we face challenges, because there's one situation after the other that seems to be coming into our life, it doesn't seem like there's going to be an end. That's why I need him, because he is my stability in an unstable world. And so they didn't fight with this question of all this bad stuff's happening to me, where's God? They used that to document the need for God, mm. not for his absence but for mm. his presence, right? Mm. So we look at who Jesus is again. We always come back to Jesus because he's the centrality of who God is. He is the core of what we believe. Jesus was compassionate. Jesus helped us through. He's with us, you know? And so um, there's many scriptures that talk about that. He says sometimes, you know, when anything is against you, but I'm for you, you know, when things happen in our world, God is with us. So there's so many encouraging scriptures that God gives us and talks to us about his character that encourage us. And so when we understand God, when we read what he talks about, who we are and what we mean to him, it builds our faith because we can trust in his character mm. and that strengthens us. Mm. Awesome. Loud and clear, Pastor. Mm. Loud and clear. I hope you guys are hearing this right now. Um, absolutely love it. Now, we have a question here that says Thomas believed in the ministry of Jesus but yeah. had no faith in his resurrection yeah. so the question poses is faithless faithlessness a sin that that's a great question again you know and speaking about Thomas you know it, that comes down to seeing and believing and believing and seeing right 
And again, we come back to that question of belief, right? But again, it's but trust, like we said before. Do you trust the character of God? Right? So what Thomas said, I don't believe, again, you know, and here is what we question again, is like, well, Thomas didn't believe, but did that negate the resurrection just because he didn't believe? Did the resurrection not happen because Thomas didn't believe? No, the resurrection still happened. Yeah. So in spite of what Thomas believed or didn't believe, this event occurred. Right? Mm. So his belief didn't initiate, cause, or even have any consequence on what happened. Yeah. Do you understand? And so in the same sense, sometimes we can believe things, but it doesn't mean that it's a reality. Right? So Thomas struggled with actually believing in the sense of believing that what Jesus talked about himself mm. was going to be reality. All right? He said, I need to see Jesus walking, talking, eating, whatever, and then I'll see. When I put my finger in his side and put my hand you know, in, the, in, his, in the hands of his nails, then I'll believe, so to speak. All right? So he said, I don't trust, that's what he's saying, I don't trust mm. what Jesus said happened, is going to happen, has going to happen. That's what essentially what he's saying. So the only way I can trust this as a reality is if I actually see it. Mm. Right. So that brings into question the character of God. Right. So when God says something, do we trust him? Mm. Or do we say, well, you know, mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> are you trustworthy? <laughs> <laughs> so are we saying is God trustworthy or is God not trustworthy? That's the real question to that, that question they're asking. Is God trustworthy? Now, we have mountains of evidence that what God says what he will do, he will do. I know for my life what he said about my life has come to pass and that my knowledge of him and my faith in him is built on my experience of him that has come from his teaching his words, and my experience of putting my trust in him, right? So when I started, I didn't have any experience of him. I didn't understand who he was. But then I explored, I read, I heard, I listened. And as he said something, I began to put my trust in him. And the more I put my trust in him, the more my faith began to grow. Mm. Because, again, faith has to be a lived-in, active working faith in spite of and so the challenge then is when i run into a situation where i need to trust him and there's no evidence that i should right so he says for example you know don't worry i give you peace peace not like the world gives you mm. but i'm giving you a peace a different kind of peace now how do I trust that? I don't have any evidence of that right now. But I have to trust him by saying I'm going to believe and put my faith in. And that word trust is that again belief thing. Put my trust in who he is. Contrary to what I feel like. Contrary to what I want mm. to freak out about. Mm. Contrary to what the situation is even telling me. Mm. In spite of what's happening here, I'm going to put my trust in him. Mm. And so I find out through experience, because here's the thing, my faith has to work out actively 
in order for it to be built up. A faith that is not being built up is just a belief. Mm. And a belief actually is a fragile thing that when it comes to a challenge, if you just have belief in things, it's going to crumble. You have to have to live out, act out. And that's what Jesus invites us to do, mm. to act out your faith, to put your trust in me and work it out in your world, right? Mm -hmm. And the people that Jesus marveled about were people that worked out their faith in real life circumstances, mm. right? How do we work out our real life faith in circumstances that we, in our world, you know? We need to understand how this works practically in our world. And so the question is, trusting him but how do i trust him that someone asked how do i trust someone that i don't see mm. right so how do i trust him is i believe what he says right and i work it out in my life you know i know for example he says forgive those that hurt you i don't want to do that because you hurt me why should i forgive you mm. you know but there's a nudging that come is coming from him that do it because it's going to help you. It's going to help build you up. But I don't feel like it. Now, here's my question. Is my faith active if I just believe that I should forgive or actually act it out? My faith is built when I act it out. Mm -hmm. All right? So that's how I live out my faith in active terms. So when God nudges me towards something to forgive, even though I don't want to, I take that trust in him and say, okay, I'm going to trust you. I don't see how it's going to help, <laughs> but I'm going to trust you that I'm going to do it, right? And then I discover, hey, when I forgave, my heart becomes healed. I'm mm. not carrying this burden. And I go, hold on, I believe what you're <laughs> saying, right? Yeah. I trust you. So now when he nudges me the next time in a certain direction, when he says, you know, go up to that person and do this, I'm like, okay, well, I've learned to trust you in this situation. Mm. Now you're nudging me in a different situation. I can learn to trust you again. And then I live out that experience. I follow through with his nudging and work out what he's telling me to do. And then I see the result. I'm like, okay, well, that worked too, mm -hmm. right? All right, the next time he says something, I can trust him more, mm -hmm. right? So I learn my trust and faith in him when I lean on and act out what he's asking me to do. Mm -hmm not just by believing stuff, by living it out, right? So mm -hmm. coming back to the Thomas question is like, can you trust him? So the question is, is faithlessness sin, right? So if we replace the word faithlessness with trustworthiness, is trustworthy or trustlessness sinful? So when that calls into question the character of God, is God trustworthy or not? Mm. All right? So it breaks it down to that. Is he trustworthy? Yes, he is. All right? So if I don't trust him and trust who he says he is, am I failing in my understanding of who he is? Yes. Mm. I am failing in understanding who he is because I have not put my trust in him. Now, that does not diminish him. It doesn't make him less it doesn't make him incapable. It doesn't make him lack of anything. It diminishes me because I haven't put my trust in who he is. So mm. therefore, I'm not going to be able to live successfully because I'm struggling with trying to figure things out here when I can trust him and work out my life, right? Forgiveness again, another example. If I forgive someone, even my enemy, it's going to help me in my life. 
not just them, it's going to help me. Mm. But if I refuse to trust that he will work things out, then I won't forgive. So I'm going to carry my burden. I'm going to get bitter. I'm going to get mm. hatred in my heart. And my, my, even my physical life is going to suffer because I've been up all these negative emotions mm. and held it because I don't trust him that it'll work out. We'll work it out. Mm. So the consequences of me not trusting him is not going to make him less. It's going to make mm -hmm. me less. Yeah. And make me Thank fail you. and make me go into all kinds of negative areas and suffer the bad consequences of my mm. inability to trust him. Mm. But yet he still remains the same. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we, we humans have a lot of trust issues. We do have a lot of trust <laughs> issues. And that's why we can trust him because he's trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. He's never failed anyone, Vanessa. He's never failed. You read the scripture. He's never failed me. He's never failed you. And he'll never fail you. Just put your trust in him mm. and that you'll learn through experience that he's trustworthy, you know? Mm. And uh, I'm not asking people to take this huge leap from one in the room to the other. I'm saying take one step, trust him in one area of your life and he prove him to be trustworthy. Then I hand over another area and another area and soon you'll be able to hand over your entire life mm. because you've learned from him, you know? And that's why we want people to engage with him because he wants to prove his trustworthiness to you. And you have to only, the way you prove his trustworthiness is if you put trust in him. Mm -hmm. Trust him in one single area and then extend it to other places, right? Mm. Um, when we talk about many things, about prayer and faith and even giving, if you just put a little bit of trust mm. and see how faithful he is in a small area, you'll be able to trust him with greater things. Mm. Well, talking about trusting him in the smaller things, um, someone asks, are there levels of faith? If there are, what is the lev uh, what level is the mustard seed faith yeah. as described by Jesus? Um, faith is important. And that's what this whole discussion about is about faith. You know? And I think Jesus wants to quantify faith. He's not saying that there's, you, know, you can move. Faith is like a stepping stone. You step from here to there to there. He's saying if you have just a tiny portion of it, it can do great things. Right? So he's, he's comparing and contrasting. He's saying it takes a little bit of it to do great amount in the kingdom of mm -hmm. God. You know, the currency of that, this little thing, mm. it can do this much. So mm. it's in your best interest to grow this. Because if this little thing can do this much, imagine what a big thing can do. Yeah. Right? And so the only way to live out our faith and help our faith grow is, as I said before, is to act it out. Mm. You know? is to live out in spite of trusting, believing big things, even when we feel like it's contrary to what we see. Right? And so he's saying you have to work out, you have to exercise your faith. Right? Mm -hmm. And so to grow your faith, just like anything that grows in this world, if it's alive, it has to grow, you exercise things. If it doesn't grow, it's dead. All right? So Again, it comes back to putting your faith in him and trusting what he says and working it out, right? It's like working out forgiveness, so many different areas, you know, mm. um, living a life that's pleasing to God, talking about how to worship God, talking about prayer, talking about different areas of our life. We have to begin to build that up by putting faith in him, you know. Mm. People say, what's the point of prayer? Well, Prayer is communication with God. 
you know do you want to have a good relationship with your wife or your husband imagine living in a house and not talking to your husband and wife do you think that would be a good relationship no. well how do you build your relationship you communicate it's the same thing you communicate with your god your father and you the more you communicate you better your relationship gets mm. the more you communicate the more you understand what he is the better you hear his voice the better you can understand how he talks the better you can understand when he nudges you what to do mm. it all comes from that right so prayers building communication and it flows into different areas of our life you know and that's what jesus challenges us when he talks about things he challenges us to make our faith active and a lot of times when people face crises in faith it's because they have not activated their faith mm. they've just believed stuff and they think that's sufficient but just believing will actually be a detriment to your faith because when it comes into crisis it's not activated it's not exercised and it will crumble mm. right so activating stuff is like you trust him and you follow through and that's why Jesus invites them and he's still in doing it. he invited the disciples he invited his listeners to follow me to live out what i'm actually telling you to do right you know mm-hmm. forgive people that was difficult for them because they were living under roman oppression forgive your enemy why would they do that you know they didn't want to they would get them out of here we don't want to deal with them you know mm. um give to people why should i give to people when i have to take care of my own family um, why should i take care of someone else you know mm-hmm. let me take care of myself i don't care about them so many things that he talked about he wanted them to actually participate in that faith activity and that's what built up their faith you know he tells his disciples over and over again he he takes them on this journey he instructs them and it was a challenge for them because they lived under certain mentalities but then he asked them to do things you know go out and visit houses and mm. you know pray for them and if they reject you just go to the next house they didn't want to do that they found it challenging you know mm. but he encouraged them to do it and as they lived it out their faith began to grow so when he wasn't around they were able to do that they were mm. able to go across the world and talk to people but if they never did that when they, he was with them they would never have done it after mm. right so lived out faith active faith we have to participate in the challenges that Jesus issues in our world and if we live it out then our faith begins to grow and that's when our faith becomes stronger and when people's faith is not lived out and not actually participated in that's when it crumbles mm. and fades because they think that if i just believe in the words of Jesus that's going to change my life but it doesn't and that's not mm. what Jesus asked them to do he asked them to hear his words and do them right mm. so so good pastor i think you're on a roll this shouldn't flame i love it um now a bit of a more hmm serious question well yeah. not that all no we're not serious but yeah. um someone asked how are we to know that our faith is dead Well just I think that just I just yeah. talked about that um mm-hmm. you know when a faith is not active it's dead mm. right and that's when we suffer crisis that's when our faith breaks that's when it crumbles because believing and thinking that that's sufficient you think that's going to build your faith but just believing stuff is not going to build your faith you have to actually participate in mm. the ways and the works and the 
the lives of Jesus, you know, participate in what he asks us to do, when he nudges us in directions, when he asks us to do things that sometimes are uncomfortable for us, you know, like mm -hmm. as I said before, he wants you to do something, or he wants to ask you to step up in a certain area, he wants you to exercise something, he wants you to, you know, maybe even get up on a, on a platform and sing a song, and you find that challenging, but when you exercise that faith, it's going to be built up, you know. When you cross the street to your neighbor and start having a conversation, you might find that challenging. But as he nudges you towards it, you go up and you do it. You find that, hey, I can do this. You know, my faith's being built up because I'm mm. believing and trusting in him. And there's so many different areas in life that when he nudges us, we have to participate in. But just saying, I'm going to sit here and say, well, I just believe that it's going to work out is not going to change your no. life. It's not going to build your faith. It's not going to yeah. do anything for you. So a faith that is active is alive. So on the reverse of that, a faith that is not active is dead. Mm -hmm. right? So that's a faith that you can see will walk away from God because it's not active, it's not exercise, it's not working, it's not participating, it's not doing anything. It's just sitting there hoping that things will just work out. And mm. just believing stuff doesn't change your world. Mm. <laughs> We've established that. <laughs> believing things yeah. doesn't change your world. Yeah. And I think if there's anything that we could take away today is that we need to activate that faith. That, yep. faith, that faith needs to be actioned. Active. That's right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not hard to activate faith at all. Mm -hmm. um, and for example, sometimes people don't come to church every week, right? Mm -hmm. And you think, well, that's not a big challenge in my life. You know, I have other things to take care of. I, you know, I have kids' parties to go to. I have picnics to yeah. go to. I have my boss inviting me over this week. And, mm. and maybe I'll come in every three weeks, four weeks, yeah. right? But you're not participating in the activity to strengthen who God is, right? So you're relying on a, a simple potion, right? Well, if, if I do a little drop in my car, if I drop one drop of gasoline, I can drive 100 kilometers. Will I work? Mm. No. No, well, that wouldn't work naturally. Why do you think that will work in your faith level? Yeah, I just drop good. one potion, like, oh, I just come once every three months yeah. and I do a little, little, little drop and I should be fine. Mm. I'm not going to suffer any troubles from this because you know what? It's not, but that, you're participating in an activity that strengthens your faith. Because what, what yeah. do we do when we gather? We talk about God's character. We remind people of who he is. We give examples of how other people put their faith in him and how mm. they survived. We sing about how faithful God is in our life. You know, we talk about who he is and you get to sit with other people mm. and experience what they had, what God did in their life, how mm. God worked in their situation, whether he healed them or whether he delivered them or he did something for them, an experience that they can share about and go, wow, if God did that for you, well, he can do it for me, yeah. right? But if you don't participate in that activity of encouraging yourself and building your faith, then you say, well, you know, I'm struggling with my faith. Well, no wonder you're struggling. You haven't yeah. activated, you haven't participated, you haven't done anything to build your faith, mm. you know? And so that's why Jesus says he gives us a portion. He gives us a small measure when we put our faith in him. We get, yeah, I believe you, but then what are you going to do with that? And that's mm. a, I come back to the same analogy. We think that, you know, putting a little thing will make us survive. It's like saying, you know what, I'm going to eat my breakfast and that's going to take me the rest of the month <laughs> would we do that no <laughs> no we would be like it's lunchtime where's my food <laughs> right? 
But when it comes to faith, we think that, oh, if I just put a little drop, that's sufficient. Mm. Um, but faith is not just something like that. Faith has to be active. It has to be worked out. You have to work on it in the sense that you have to trust in God. And the more you engage with him, the more you engage of who he is and discover his character and discover what he's like, the more you're actually engaging in your faith. Mm -hmm. right? That's why I said it's not hard. It's coming, it's participating, it's listening, it's trusting who God is. Mm. Right? And so my faith is built up when I come and I hear what's happening in your life mm. and I gather on Sunday. You know? yeah. My faith is built up when I sing about who he is because it reminds me I've gone through all this negative week and I hear all these things that are happening you know, and the bad news and I come for an hour on Sunday and I get to sing about who God is. It reminds me. It doesn't mm. make him greater but it reminds me of who he is and what he does in my life. He's faithful. He can do this. He can do that and my faith mm. is uplifted. You know, I, I'm, I feel that God's working in my life. I talk to someone. It, it's, it's so encouraging and that's why I challenge people, don't miss out on the gatherings together because mm. it's so important. It, it does not Definitely. benefit God. It benefits it's us. It yeah. strengthens us. It encourages us. There's so many benefits to not abandoning the gathering together. And that's why Jesus mm. actually says, do not forsake the gathering, you know. Mm -hmm. Make it a priority in your life. It's, for, for example, it's just an hour and a half for most times, mm. one and a half hour in a week. Yeah. And you find that, People say, well, you know, I'm going to do a whole bunch of things in that one and a half hour. You could do it after, you could do it before. Yeah. Why would you compromise the most important thing in your life that's going to help build you up? You have negative things coming in every direction mm -hmm. for like so much of your week. You have an hour and a half that's going to build you and strengthen you. Don't abandon what's going to help you in life. Yeah, and I loved how... Jesus prioritized the gathering. Yeah. Um, he really prioritized the, the gathering of people, the community of people. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to be honest, it, just being really honest here, yeah, I don't know where I'd be if, if it wasn't for the community that the church has provided for yeah. me. Um, I don't, I've made such amazing friends here that, yeah. you know, along the way have helped me through my faith journey. Absolutely. And, and strengthened me and, you know, told me that it will be okay. Like so much encouragement. Mm -hmm. And, if this is for free, I mean, like, I, I understand, you know, sometimes we see, we mm. seek um, counsel and, and therapy and, and stuff like that. But sometimes church is therapy. You come to... to you, totally therapy, yeah. Yeah, you get to make awesome friends. You yeah. get to, to, to have people you can yeah. just let off your steam, load on. Yeah, that's right. But the, the great thing, you, you can choose to let off your steam anyway. Anyway. But we if can, you can, let it off... You can do it in worship and no one will know. You know, you scream your yeah. lungs out. Everyone's, everyone's singing, no one will hear anything. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody would know. No, but you can choose to let it off anyway, like in any environment. But if you let it, let your steam off in a church environment yeah. where we are united in the way that we think yeah. and who we, who we trust in, yeah. then that changes the game. Because Absolutely. that can bring you to a greater place. Absolutely. But if you seek the wrong counsel. Well said, like, Vanessa. Yeah. That's deep. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's that. And that's why it's so discouraging, I guess, is the right word. Eh, that we're not able to gather, you know. Because there's is. so much encouragement that comes from that. So when it isn't there, it's discouraging. Mm. And so I'm looking forward to getting back soon. And I hope all Me of you are well. looking forward. Don't forsake the gathering. Come and be part. Because there's things that happen in person that can happen in line you know um, you can't have 
on online coffee with someone that yes. you know is going through a different you can't taste your that wonderful coffee you can't feel the same sense of worship and togetherness that you feel in yeah. person you can't experience someone's story from across the uh, your online meeting because you don't know you don't have to talk to anyone yeah. and the greatest thing is you don't feel that comfort of a hug you know that's oh, there's so much amazement that comes from here at transform church is, it's going to be tough i'm sorry i know back. it's tough <laughs> well, we need like a like a green light uh traffic light system yes, when yeah, green like means that. yes i'm okay to hug <laughs> red is like don't come close to me the big X. <laughs> yeah. No, but but yeah, there's so much encouragement that comes from the gathering, and that's yeah. important. You know, it, it helps us in our faith journey. It certainly does. Yeah. Now, our last question. For last the day. question. Okay. Yes. So it's quite. Oh, we'll just say it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so someone asked, at the end of the day, what is the point? Great question. The point is that we have an eternal future. Right, so that that's that's the foundation of everything. Yeah. We are not just born and we disappear. We don't just come into existence and then we fade away into nothing and dust. Mm. There's an eternalness. We have what God offers us is an eternal perspective that there is something greater and something beyond just this world. All right, and so. We can live this life, we can try and make ourselves successful, we can gather money, we can gather as much possessions as we want, but we can't take any of that with us, you know. And ultimately, life, no one gets joy out of having possessions because you get a new car, it's great for the first week, but then you could care less. Yeah. You get a new TV, it's exciting for a little while, but then you could care less. Mm. That joy, that excitement that comes from possession fades really, really quickly. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, new iPhone, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I got a new iPhone. Well, there's another new iPhone coming and yours is old now. You're yeah. excited. Everything fades. This world fades. Everything in this world fades. And the only thing that truly exists is an eternal relationship. And if that isn't important then you're just going to fade away into nothing and have eternal separation and we all we have, want people to understand is that christ offers us an eternal relationship that goes beyond and it's not just that there's so much benefit as we said before that comes from having an enduring relationship with jesus you know it's about the benefit that comes into our life it's about the success he can offer it's about the perspectives on life it's about our body it's the health of our body it's the health of our mental status there's so many different things that he offers us that make us into better people and better people to be around and better people to help other people and also to benefit not just ourselves but everyone our world our circumstances people that we don't even know of. you know the reason why churches do so much good is they believe in the redemptive power of Jesus and it's our calling that Jesus went around doing good and helping people live a better life that's why we do what we do we help people in our community we help people in in our counseling in prayer in so many different areas because we believe that that's what God does and that's what God is doing through us mm. and so there's so much good that comes from a community of believers right that want to change the world they live in, the circumstances, their communities, the people around them. None of that would be possible 
without the one and the source of all of that being mm. Christ, right? So the point is, our lives are much better. Our future is much more secured. We have an assurance, and that's what I have as a Christ follower. I don't have to worry about my future. I have an assurance beyond a shadow of a doubt mm. that I will be eternally with him. And people that don't have that faith in Jesus, they, they can't answer that question. They don't have that assurance. They don't have that, that joy. They don't have that you know, knowing that I will be with God and I will have a life that's going to be successful here and beyond that. Mm. You know, they might think of, well, well, I accumulate stuff, but that's about it. As I said, those things fade, yeah. you know. And, you know, my wife works in an old age home and an old age home. Mm -hmm. And one of the most heartbreaking things, the stories that she often tells me, is that when people get to that age and they, you know, in their declining years, they don't even care about how much money they have in the bank. They don't care about their possessions. What they care about is their relationships, right? They look forward to seeing their family, their kids or their grandkids come. That's what brings joy in their life, mm -hmm. right? And all their possessions they worked years for. And she works at an expensive nursing home, you know. One of those rooms is a million dollars. Wow. So they're not, they're not people that don't have money. They have lots of money, but they don't care about any of that stuff anymore. They just care. They, they don't have regrets about you know, making money. They have regrets about not spending time with their family. Mm. And so when you think about relationships, how important relationships are at the end of our life, the most important relationship is the one with God because that is the only relationship that's going to endure past death. Mm. And if you have not built that relationship and that is going to help you secure that future, then what is the point of existence? What is the point of life? Hmm. accumulation of stuff that you're going to regret later, have money in the bank that is not going to serve you or anyone else. Yes, sure. you can leave it to someone else and they can enjoy your hard work, the years of your life that you worked hard and struggled and did. It's all gone. Hmm. What's the point of existence if there's no God? That's right. a really deep question. And so yeah. that's the point. The point is Christ offers us an enduring relationship if we put our trust in him if we put our faith in him and it's not difficult to do he offers us so much more in return than we could ever lose in fact we gain much more than we could ever lose we don't lose anything we have tons to gain you know being a christ follower doesn't mean you have to abandon anything you don't have to give up your job you don't have to give up relationships. You don't have to go live on a mountain somewhere. He wants you to live, as we're talking about, an active, lived-in faith in the place you already are. Mm -hmm. Because that best demonstrates who He is and what He does in your life. A life transformed from where you were to who you are now. And what transformed it is Jesus in the middle. And that's the greatest testimony you can tell to anyone. Because Jesus does it. And the point is, he is love, and he loves us immensely, and he has a great future for us. All we have to do is put our faith in him. Amen and amen. <laughs> That's great. And I, I think uh, what I, what I want to say in closing is, 
you know, this is not the end of our discussion. There's mm -hmm. opportunities for you to email us at any time. If you're watching this even a year from now and you come across it, you can get in touch with us at info at transformchurch.org. You can message us on our Facebook. This is not the end of our journey of faith. It's always ongoing. And as we try to build our faith, as I try to build my faith, as you try to work on your faith, and as you try to work on your faith, we're in this together. Mm. You know, and, and life is better when we do it together. And life is even much better when Jesus is in the middle of what we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. So I would like to invite everyone, you know, if you're in the Melbourne area, come check us out at Transform Church. Vanessa, our awesome host, will be there to greet you. Always. I'll be there to greet you. And we have a whole bunch of people here that will love to see you. Now that was the last question for this series, Faithful. We really hope that you got so much out of it. I know that I've been taking notes throughout the weeks, have been getting real insight on the topic Faithful. If you guys still have any more questions, please send it to us. We will certainly answer them. Is that correct? You can send it by commenting down below or messaging us privately, or you can send it through email at info at transformchurch.org.au. Now, we hope to hear from you and that's it for today. See ya! Hey Transformers and all of you watching, thank you so much for joining us during this amazing series called Faithful. And hey, we hope that we've answered some of your most interesting questions on faith. I know faith can be challenging and we actually want to open up a discussion to have authentic questions on faith. And so we want to thank all of you that actually sent in questions. We hope that we've been able to answer them for you. And we also know that there's more questions than we had time to actually respond to on our episodes. And so what we want to let you know is that we'll be doing bonus episodes on our Facebook group. So if you're not part of our Facebook group, go ahead and join and we'll be posting the responses to some of the questions that we could not get to because of time constraints on our Facebook group. So we look forward to connecting with you there as well. In the meantime, have a great Sunday with your friends and families and we hope to see you all in person soon. Hello again and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.